Thanks for joining us again. Uh, welcome to the Out on a Limb podcast. I'm Todd Trueblood, and with me again today is Tom Jensen, our industry expert here at the Vanda High Company. Today we'll be talking about Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. So, Tom, tell me about, uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, the wow factor over the last few months. Yep. Uh, and that factors in again when we talk about Christmas. Oh, absolutely. It's that one time of year that you maybe can't have too much wow. Yeah. And when you look at all the different things around us, it can be done in so many different ways that aren't available to you, let's say, in landscaping. Things like this uh, this beautiful cover for a, a mailbox. Something I've never seen before. Personally. Yeah, and, and this is simple. It's simply a matter of putting it on top, and then you rubber band the two bottoms together. It is sturdy out in the wind and the snow. It's mixed greens decorations. It is something unique that uh, hopefully you get it in your landscape and then convince all your neighbors that they have to have one also. It's very nice, handmade here uh, at Van de Heijs by our designers. And like I said, I've not seen that before and I've been around a long time. Yes, you have. <laughs> what else, what other options do you have? I mean, everybody has the standbys of you know, the nice Christmas tree. There's ways to decorate that up a little bit and sure. do something a little bit different like the one here behind me. Um, but also just uh, the, the Christmas wreaths and holiday activities, there's some, some options to that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, most people think of the traditional round wreath and there's nothing wrong with that, full of mixed greens and fruit uh, and berries. Again, kind of like this piece we've got here. You can do it in more natural tones as well, like a piece that's back behind us here if you prefer. But a wreath nowadays doesn't necessarily have to look like a wreath. Um, they have been morphed into candy canes. We have an example of one of those on the wall where it uh, looks just like a wreath with a flat end to it and a bow, but it is a very distinct candy cane shape. There's great history behind the candy cane because it was done originally to keep choir children quiet in the big cathedrals in Europe. So they, they bribed them with candy, and from that came the candy cane. And today we still do that. We still do that. You had wanted to give me some before we went on the air. Yeah, it never works with you. Quiet, it doesn't right? work with you. So that's, that's one way those things have changed. There are swags and table covers. There are uh, atriums like we're looking at here in front of us, which are done in kind of an old world design of, of a woodland using different greens. And again, all these are made here at Vandehuis by our designers. These particular atriums are made of recycled glass from old buildings. So there is a vintage feel to this as well, uh, along with this particular vintage design, which is more Victorian in nature. The nice thing about uh, the, these, this type of product is that once the season has passed, you can pull that apart, take all those greens out, and then do something with succulents or house plants or whatever you'd like to use in your oh, certainly. throughout the rest of the year. And this itself may last three, four months. Right. Again, it's Probably enclosed will. that if you wanted to look at this not as a Christmas decoration but a winter decoration, that would be one way to do it. Um, you had mentioned trees, and we have an example behind you that's done in a very natural way, but no longer are Christmas trees Christmas trees. 
I think when you and I were kids, and we've talked a lot about that in past times, yep. somebody went out into the woods and just cut trees down. Yep. Um, for example, the trees that we sell here at Vandehuis are from a company, and I think you you know uh, the name of where yep. that's Han from. Hanauer Tree Farm. Hanauer Tree Farm, which has actually provided trees to the White House. Yep. So it's a very, very high quality tree that is not sheared as tightly, so it looks more natural. You can hang more ornaments on it. And these are all fir trees also that we sell, which can give you as much as six weeks indoors if you give them the right conditions. Yeah, I, I remember a Christmas past where I uh, decorated a spruce. Uh, re I've regretted that ever since. I, I won't go back to spruce. Fir is the tree that I will always use. It's so much easier on, uh, easier to work with. Uh, it's not nearly as prickly, uh, much better fragrance. Uh, it's just a, a all in all better tree. You pay a little more, yep. but again, it's a, a better tree for decorating, at least in our opinion here. And it's longevity. Like I said, a Fraser fir, just to name one of the types, yeah, it's not uncommon that you'll get four to six weeks. So it does allow you to be decorating a tree prior to Christmas, keeping it up through the 12 days of Christmas, and still having something that looks nice without going artificial, that you're still using a live tree. The nice thing about the, the products like the, the mailbox cover and the hearth piece and center pieces and the wreaths, uh, it, it's something that you can just come to us and we can decorate for you and, and you can purchase from us. But we also offer a lot of great classes to, to work on this on your own, to, to uh, kind of walk through the process of creating this beauty on your own. We have a, a huge assortment that start towards the end of November and all you have to do is go on our website. Uh, www.vandahize.com, see what is available. But we're offering classes in hand-tied wreaths, which means you make it from nothing. Mm -hmm. We put a pile of greens in front of you, and when you leave, you have a wreath. We have Christmas decorating classes, which is a wreath that's completed, put in front of you, and then decorated. We have centerpiece classes. We have classes for your outdoor containers. And on all of these, you're taking home something that is really custom made by you, but made under the guise of our designers um, that you may not have even thought about doing. Yeah. So it, it's custom, it's unique to your situation. Yes, we're evergreen people. Uh, we use a lot of evergreens. Not only do we plant evergreens, obviously, in a landscape situation, we use evergreen boughs when we're protecting uh, tender uh, or possibly tender plants through the mm -hmm. winter. Um, evergreens have a special place for us. Well, they do for most people, and everyone knows them as a traditional part of the holidays. Again, look, we're surrounded by it here in, in our living room here. But they go back many, many years, many, many centuries. Evergreens being cut and brought in go back to the Druids, I mean, way back into England and Scotland and those areas where it was their thought that in winter they were being punished, things were being taken from them, and here's something that is green all through the winter. So you had evergreens, you had holly, you had mistletoe, and they would bring these things in as a remembrance of the spring to come, that uh, the light would return and so on. It really took off uh, when Christianity hit the world because they saw many, many symbols in all of the greens that we have. Um, again, these are evergreen. God is everywhere, Jesus is everywhere, so that uh, it can represent that they go on and on even through the winter months. 
trees, at least by tradition, have pointed tops because they point your eye up to heaven as a way of remembering what has uh, taken place over the years. Um, we had mentioned like a candy cane wreath. Uh, it went beyond that candy that I was talking about to putting the hook on the top where it became the shepherd's staff for the shepherds in the Christmas story. Mm -hmm. The white was Jesus's purity and the red was Jesus's blood. So you had the whole gospel story in one little piece of candy that was being done. And evergreens continue to do this in everything we do. So there's a strong Christian background to this. There's a very strong history that goes well before Christianity, especially in uh, Scandinavia, English areas. And of course, now we have made all of our own traditions. Everybody has a tradition that something certain has to happen or there's certain greens in place that you're going to have or that was grandma's favorite. So they have uh, woven themselves in all of the holiday traditions and things we do. It's a lot of history, Tom. It is. I've been around a long time to learn it. I wasn't going to say it. I would. So tell me a little bit about uh, more about uh, Christmas trees. So um, we there is a, a number of people and kind of a sector in the world that likes to use Christmas trees that they can then replant. Sure, we call them living Christmas trees. Yeah, how do you go about that? Well, uh, you first of all have to find a place that does it, and again, Vanda Highs is your spot to find living Christmas trees. And what we're talking about is a evergreen tree, maybe it's a spruce, maybe it's a fir, something like that, that is potted. Think of the same trees you come out here to buy in June, a nice five or six foot evergreen in a pot. But you're gonna bring it indoors and you're gonna decorate it and then plant it outside so that you create a Christmas forest, a Christmas hedge, or maybe each tree that you have brought in is for a different one of your children or something like that. It's kind of tough to plant a tree in January. It is, so you have to plan ahead. What you end up doing is you find the location and you dig the hole, certainly now, and you hope there's no frost left, but you, you dig a general hole, maybe fill up a wheelbarrow full of that soil, Bring that soil inside, like to a garage, so that it doesn't freeze. And your hole's pre-dug. The soil is inside waiting. You bring that Christmas tree in. A live tree is only good for about two weeks and likes to be kept at temperatures well below 70. So these are for cool homes, uh, certainly not next to a heating register, certainly not next to your fireplace, and you definitely have to keep it well watered. Do your decorations, enjoy it like any other Christmas tree, undecorate it after about two weeks, and then you literally take it outside, put it into that hole, bring out the dry soil that you saved and plant it like any other planting, water it until you think you've done enough, and then water it again until you think you've overwatered it, let it freeze into the ground, and that plant has every potential to come out in spring and think it's never been moved, and now, not only did you enjoy it at Christmas, you enjoy it in your yard, and you've got a story to tell. Yeah, it's a great story. It is. Yep, you get to see your Christmas tree over and over and over again. Exactly. Okay, so now let's catch up with our designers and see what they're creating for us today. Well, welcome back, everyone. We're here at Santa's workshop or Vanda High's classroom, whatever you want to call it this time of year. We're here with Deborah, one of our designers, 
And she's in the process of putting together a unique wreath. Wreaths no longer have to be round, but this is a unique wreath that is designed to look like a horse. And the spruce that is here has been done to be the traditional body shape of the horse. And what Deborah is working on right now is the mane. And she is using something called incense cedar to give that little different texture and color to the look. And when we give her a little bit more time, she'll have this all in place and all trimmed up. And you're going to be surprised what the outcome is. Well, let's take a little closer look at what actually is happening here. First of all, this is the entire horse head. We're talking about the face of the horse here. This clump up here will ultimately be the ear of the horse. That takes some trimming once that uh, uh, other work is done. We're using this incense cedar to create the mane and the flowing effect. And then with a little bit of trimming once again, this will look like the body of the horse. So with a, a few more minutes of work, this gets transformed from just various different greens to, uh, frankly, a beautiful horse head suitable for anybody who loves horses or who might have a stable. Happy holidays, everyone, and thanks again for joining us on the Out on a Limb podcast. I'm Todd Trueblood with Vanda High Company, and with me today is Andy Redlin, also from the Vanda High Company. Andy's our sales supervisor and uh, one of the geniuses behind our lighting display here at the Green Bay Botanical Garden this year. It's a way that we can expand upon the wow factor that we've been talking about for the last few months and I think that the display that we've done this year is as wow as we can get. Tell me Andy, the display's right behind us, What's, uh, what was the inspiration of this? Well we were trying to play off the natural elements to the weeping spruce trees and the weeping nature to them made it almost look like they were um, water elements and um, with the amount of, of spruces that they had they uh, allowed us to kind of create kind of a frozen waterfall effect from the the form that they've taken um, hanging lights off of it and creating the movement from them and then um, playing off the blues and the whites um, allowing it to make look make it look like a uh, um, snow sparkling frozen water um, crystals in, in the ice things like that and you and Tom De La Hunt from our office uh, kind of been the spearheading this and have, have, have created this and had some help from other, other guys around the, the, around the shop. Yeah, it was fun. Um, it took over 16,000 lights to create the display. Um, multiple different static lights, motion lights, twinkling lights. And uh, it was, it was quite, quite fun. There was a, a lot of laughs and, and a lot of hours put in to, to make it look like that. And, uh, it, was a, it was an enjoyable project. Yeah, it's, it, it's quite an upgrade from our previous uh, uh, displays. I think it, it, you get into a, a rut sometimes with, with lighting, and Andy is a, is a lighting guy even at home. Uh, and I think we moved up from the Christmas tree that we had been doing on this patio to what we see behind us, and I think it's quite, quite, a, quite an upgrade. It's a big upgrade from last year, and again, we were trying to um, add elements of uh, what the garden has already done and instead of just putting up you know normal Christmas trees that you'd see everywhere else um, we wanted to um, up our game which we obviously have the ability to so yeah um, and it's something that something that we do uh, for our clients as well we do quite a bit of holiday lighting 
uh, for our, our landscape clients and, and other folks around the community. And uh, we've also added an element as well with Tom De La Hunt and his, uh, his talent uh, with, uh, with, uh, uh, with containers and uh, pots and uh, more of a floral feel that we can do on patios and porches. The containers are, are maybe a small element. I know a lot of times the focus can be a, a lot on the lights, but the containers really add um, kind of that extra element to the, to the uh, features uh, of the display. So I think it uh, is, is certainly something that we can uh, make, whether it be in, in a display like this or on just on a front porch or a patio, um, really adds a lot of charm and touch um, even if they're unlit and don't have lights in them. Yeah. Uh, they can add a lot of festive uh, 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 emotion to, to kind of your house or business. Yeah. In fact, most of, the, most of the container work that we do is not lit and uh, is not uplit like these right. are, uh, but still adds quite an impact to, to your landscape. Much like uh, the folks here at the Green Bay Botanical Garden do, uh, the event that they do here, the Garden of Lights, is, is an amazing uh, display for the community wonderful uh, spot to come out and get a, an idea of what you can do in your own landscapes and maybe maybe what you can't do in your own landscapes but you still get to get to take a look at it and, and enjoy it in a in a wonderful setting like this one uh, we're very happy to be part of it well thank you for so much for having me i was uh, enjoyed talking with you. thanks a lot for coming again andy and we'll see you in the office in the next segment we'll talk to eileen metzler from the green bay botanical garden i hope you enjoy that Just want to take a few minutes to uh, introduce Eileen Metzler from the G Green Bay Botanical Garden and talk a little bit about our partnership with the garden. We've been uh, a partner with the Green Bay Botanical Garden for a number of years uh, from both a cult uh, horticultural and cultural standpoint as well as constructional, if that's a word. Uh, we help out as much as we can with the construction of the garden and the advancements that they make and we uh, get involved in things like the Garden of Lights. So Eileen, can you tell me a little bit more about the Garden of Lights? Yes, WPS Garden of Lights is the largest fundraising event here at Green Bay Botanical Garden that helps us support our education and horticulture mission. Great, good. And how many lights, how many bulbs, how many? Over 300,000 LED lights are out on display this year. And 16,000 of those are ours, as Andy told us earlier. Uh, this the display behind us is something that we're pretty proud of this year and our, our guys have done a great job. Uh, we hear from um, your director that uh, you're getting a lot of response from it as well. Yes, we are. It's a beautiful waterfall backdrop with the blues and the white clear lights. And it's really just a stunning piece for people to look at while they're inside enjoying our concessions. So we've been very happy to be a partner with the, the Botanical Garden and all that they do with the Garden of Lights. Uh, from our perspective, it's a, it's a wonderful way to expand the landscape season and show the ways that uh, the landscape can be uh, used through the winter. One thing that we've added to our display this year is decorative containers and ways that we can do some decorating within uh, landscape settings. And I think you've got a lot of response from that. Yes, we have. So the beautiful containers, you can see a few of them behind us and then also near our advanced ticket shed. We have a beautiful display as well with natural greens and pine cones and natural elements from Mother Nature that can add a beautiful touch to any landscape. It's something that we've been doing for the last number of years that really expand, extends the, the landscape season and, and we have a program that we call Color 365. That's part of it, something that we can do on, on a porch or uh, in a, on a patio that expands and extends that color all through the year. So thanks for coming out again. Thanks for talking to us for a few minutes and we'll see you again next year. Yes, and thank you for the great partnership. It adds a lot to our event.